Hi, and welcome to Skating Success, the podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jadine Ferreira. And I'm Ben Ferreira. And we are here to provide you with insights on tips and thoughts, everything about skating. Yes, I'm the technician and Dartfish certified technologist, pole harness guy, and you are the... I'm the choreographer. I'm the artist. I don't know. We work together really well. We love each other, but we also love skating and we love providing value to you. We thought this would be a really fun way to do so. Right, Ben? Absolutely. Okay, but who's going to be better at the podcast? You or me? You, baby. Oh, no. I definitely think you are. Uh, I don't think so. That's all right. All Tune in to see exactly what we mean about skating success and how any of these tips can benefit you and your quest in being your best. To your skating success, everybody. Welcome to episode 12. Today, we're going to talk about coaching systems. Ben, are you ready? Ready for coaching systems. Yes. Number 12. Here we go. Well, I'm excited to talk about this with you specifically because as we speak, we are developing coaching courses for online learning for coaches. So it's kind of cool because it's right top of my mind how to systematize how we do what we do. Well, then, and you know, that's really exciting that we've been involved in this project for me and you. And, and I'm just saying that because, you know, the master classes, we've been so privileged to have done so many uh, across the country and, you know, meeting so many amazing colleagues, skaters all over the place. But one of the things now is, of course, the world's changing and it's changing into a different atmosphere that. I personally believe things are going to be done more online. We're going to see a lot more of that. I mean, I just look at the fall of what's happening right now in 2020 and kids doing school online, a lot more Zoom meetings online, working from home. So I, I really am excited about pushing the masterclass coach education on online because yeah. I think that now as the world's changing, Education is going to be more important than ever. And if we can provide assistance, if we can give, if we can give it in a way that is accessible, feasible, simplicity, I mean, simplicity is going to be a big part of this, this conversation today. Um, I think that, um, you know, as the world changes and we look at that happening right now, it's going to hopefully be helpful for you out there. And that's, that's what we want to do is we want to make it helpful. We want to make the sport better. That's been our whole intention ever since we started the company. And so that's, that's the new exciting project that we're moving into. So yeah, very excited. I love that. So well said. I have to um, <clears throat> pinch myself a little bit because, you know, every time I sat with a coach in the coach's circle that we did at the master classes, you know, in person and they ask for, you know, do you have ongoing resources or do you have something I can follow up with? I, I had to always say, you know, we don't yet, but we'll, we will come up with it. And now's the time when we're really putting the, the time, the money, the effort into it. So I'm very excited about it. And I think that the thing that made it so valuable in my head when we started developing this idea was how do you take as a skater, let's say you skate for 10 years and you've had thousands of hours on the ice and hundreds of lessons. How do you take all that information and then as a new young coach, try to simplify it or distill it down to what you need to focus on with the skater. So that's what this podcast is about today. And even if you don't end up buying one of the courses we provide, hopefully this podcast will give you enough insight to give you momentum. Well, and I think that's great because again, today, 
you know, gosh, I, I even look back 20 years ago when, when I first started, we first started GDM. Coaching, like, yeah. Coach education. I mean, I invested in a lot of education at the time. There's no arguing that. I, you know, I attended a lot of seminars, um, bought books. You know, back then it was VHS tapes that I would watch, <laughs> you know. But I would study. And I think, you know, for the, the coaches today coming up, you, you know, you have a great opportunity. There's been so many great coaches that we've met in the circle and so many that we constantly meet at events now where, you know, all of a sudden we're, we're getting to be the seasoned professionals in this business, you know, at, at 40. I mean, you know, that's, there's still a lot of energy, still a lot of passion, but, you know, we have had a track record where we go, okay, we, we now have seen systems that have worked for us. It's time that we pass it on uh, to the next generation that's coming up because I'm seeing a lot of great people get involved and, you know, if we can support you in this way, this is, um, this is what we would like to do as we transition to what's next for us. Because, um, like I think I've said it on some earlier podcasts, the only thing that we, we can really keep as individuals is what we're willing to give away. Mm. And, and I think that um, right now, in terms of coach education, there's a huge opportunity for beginner coaches. I mean, I know our, I mean, we're in Canada too, and our NCCP coach, um, stuff does a pretty good job of laying a foundation for you. I will say that, but, but then there's also a, okay, now you're in the action, you're on the ice, you're in the trench, you're, you're going to work. You've got a client in front of you. And this is where we want to step into support because that whole realm, I remember, you know, 20 years ago, starting off, it was a real big, okay, now what do I do with this? And you gain some traction and you experiment, you find out if things are working and, or if things aren't working. And that whole initial stage is very important. So part of what we wanted to do was package it all so that when, say, you are working with this too, you've got a support system there that um, yeah, has been there, by the way, has, has been exactly where you are, started well, like this, you know, and, and all the rest of it. You want to elaborate on that? Well, you talking about becoming a coach just sent me back to my very first spin lesson. And I literally looked at the skater and I said, why can't you do a sit spin? I didn't understand. I said, yeah. it's just a sit spin. And she's like, I don't get it. Like she was trying and she was falling. And I just, that was an epiphany moment as a coach. I mean, I was like 21 years old and I just thought, what, what do you mean? I like, how do I go back in my brain and try to break this down and teach her something step by step that I know I've been doing myself for almost 20 years or something. So, um, it is a gap, you know, when you first step in front of that client and how you bring that knowledge into something simple enough to explain. So we're going to talk a little bit about the organizing of it. So for you, Ben, as a coach, how do you think about the, like the organizing of your own thoughts? Does that make sense? In terms of, um, put that in context again, like, let's say you go to teach a sow cow. Okay. How do you take everything you know about a sow cow, which is a lot, and then decide in that 15 minutes how to organize what you're going to explain. Okay, first of all, and that's a very good question. I, I'm, I'm glad you broke that apart too, and I, I'm gonna break it apart too. You know, as um, you've gotta see where the skater's at, right? I mean, you know, I mean, we're just speaking in Canada, and like say our star one is the sow cow, the toe loop, the waltz jump, the forward one foot spin, the backward upright spin, circle stroking, and uh, creative expression routine. Like, I mean, those are the, the fundamental elements that we as, at least in our system, get the skaters to be assessed on. So, you know, when you when you take a look at a sow cow, well, what does a sow cow need? Well, first of all, it needs some positions. Okay, so you, you develop that. 
then does it have a three turn? That's reasonably good. I mean, let's talk about, you know, an outside three turn. That's for, for a beginner skate, it's a pretty sophisticated thing to do. So, you know, you have to learn the outside three turn. Then you have to, you know, work on getting that rotating side to move through and, and, and feel that acceleration of the edge. And then that's, all, that, again, a very sophisticated thing for someone who hasn't done this to do. I mean, one of the, the downfalls of, I think, being you know, a former world team member and a former Canadian medals and everything is that I just, you just do it. You don't even think about it. Right. And then all of a sudden you've got to communicate it to someone who has never done it before. And you're going, what the heck? Right. So, so that, that was a big challenge for me initially in coaching was, okay, so it's not just got it. It's not just that natural. There is a step-by-step process. And so I, I would start there. I would start looking at, you know, that's part of where I think the coach education part of where we're going will will really assist uh, the developing coaches look at what are key components in a certain stage of development to look at when you are designing this particular jump or spin or field movement or stroking or everything. So that's where we want to be the bridge where we simplify it. Okay, and I'm going to say that again. A lot of the stuff, of course, is just very simple, but it does take that realm of knowing what you're looking for, repeating it till it's sound, and and building upon that foundation that you you see so that's that's where we we'd like to be that bridge for you definitely absolutely i think for myself i always approach a lesson time with a beginning a middle and an end so that when i meet the skater where they're at as you mentioned i start on a fresh page with them for that day never assuming i know how they are right Right? Going, all right, how are you today? What's going on today? And sometimes they show up and they're just totally stressed out from school and we got to start there. Or sometimes they show up and it's like, they're raring to go. They want to do quads. Okay, let's go. The middle of the lesson is sort of the beefy part where I'm often trying to do new choreography or work on a step sequence or develop some transitions. So that's sort of the meat of the, of the experience. And then I always want to review what we did and close it off in a place where they feel like it's complete. So there's no... I guess, energy that's left over from the lesson, if I can. Now, that's sort of an ideal way to go about it, but it kind of helps me structure the interaction so that it has its own place, and then I can also move on. No, and I think that's very important too. And meeting the athlete where they're at is so important too, because I can come in with every plan in the world that I'd like to do, and <laughs> and, and if, they're, if they're not on that same page, well, okay, well, that goes out the window, you know, and then we... And then in the moment, it's a creative process of going, okay, where are they at? Okay, if they're here, yeah, maybe I'm going to steer it over here a little bit more, right? <laughs> because, you know, I can have the intention of, okay, they're going to be this way today, and I've got a vision in my mind, and then all of a sudden, no, it's not that way today. Okay, so <laughs> now what do we do? And we, we you just do, but again, that's that's mileage, right? And, and you know, I'm just going to tell a story. Like, I, I had um, the opportunity to do some mentor coaching. Um with the darkish with the with the club that I was at for for um, a while and and this coach is very good she's she's really doing a great job she's she's starting off and um, you know I was just kind of taking the one of my skaters to the checklist I go okay that's three point four that's this that's it and you know I was just going through the random stuff that I do and, and the, the one of the questions is how do you know all this the coach and, asked you yeah. that yeah oh, okay and I just said well I mean that's that's really question because I just I just granted that it's normal but at the end of the day it's just because I, I'm, you know, I've got 20 years on you, you know, right. I've, I've, I've done, you know, I've, I've got 20 years on you. I've, I've done so much of it over the course of, um, 
you know, my coaching career that is just now this is it. So that was a very interesting question because it was, how do you, how do you just know all that? Well, you know, I've, I've, I've been through it a lot yeah. and you know, so that was fascinating in that, you know, in the, in that learning curve and she'll, she'll know it too. She'll probably faster than, you know, it took me because again, the whole sport changed in the last, my goodness, not even 10 years or 20 years. It's a completely different game. So, yeah. you know, that was a very interesting comment because it really went, oh, aha, got it. You know, someone's starting at square one and having some knowledge, but also really having to put this together. And now it's it's going to be a fun journey for, for her and for a lot of beginner coaches. I, I think it's going to be a very fun journey, but it's definitely um, it's definitely a different game today. And, and that's why, like I said earlier, I think that, you know, education is going to be more important than ever. Absolutely. Well, I think coaching is a study. You know, we're, when I'm writing the copy right now for these coaches' courses and when people are going to purchase them, I literally put right into the copy, like, congratulations, you're a lifelong learner. And coaching only improves, just like skating improves, with practice, right? So as you practice coaching and you've practiced communicating, my next question is about how do you adapt? Because in one day you'll teach a five-year-old and you'll teach a 25-year-old and everything in between. You may teach a total introvert, an extrovert, someone who has a lot of skill, someone who's just learning. How do you adapt as a coach with your communication style so that you include that skater and don't, don't assume that they should maybe shift to your way of coaching? Does that resonate yeah that resonates and and i just like to go back to my last point about it is i'm still learning i'm not you know i'm <laughs> the door is not open I, you know they're, they're I'm, I'm still asking questions i'm still reaching out i'm still trying to harness my skills because again every year we get new rule changes every year we we get something updated every Absolutely. year there's a difference every year we get a new scale of values so um i i really try to feel that for me it's um it's asking a lot of questions, but also it's asking a lot of questions of the skater to when you're with them, right? Even if they are say five to seven years old or they're, you know, at the teenage age or they're more the elite athlete, I ask a lot of questions. I really think that's important. Okay, how you doing? Where are you at? How did that feel? Get a communication across because in the communication process, I'm going to learn where they're at. I'm going to learn how they're doing. I'm going to learn where to stretch and I'm going to learn where to Okay, good, move on to something else. Based on where they're at, they're really driving this. For me to kind of, you know, say, okay, we're gonna be doing this, this, this. We, I may do that initially, but also, okay, how's this going? You know, mm -hmm. where, where, are you, where are you at with this? Um, how's it feeling for you? What's the process? Because then you're gonna get a response of, no, it feels really good, I'm on the thing, or mm, I don't know. Like it, so it's a fascinating process of discovery where, you know, I, I do ask a lot of questions when I teach, I believe, that that is the communication process is a back and forth. It just can't be a direct um, speak and... I love it. I, I, I really do feel that that's what I've learned yeah. over the years is is ask a lot of questions. So yeah. you're continuously checking in with that skater. Constantly, yeah. And that, I think that's part of my job as the professional is to do that, to check in, to go, how's it feel? How are you doing? What do you think? And you know, then you're going to learn a lot more about them and where they're at in their process. And then you can assist them on their job. That's my own personal take on it. And, you know, I, th I think that so far it's kind of worked because I've been able to at least gain some common ground and go, okay, fine. And then, and then you meet where they're at. Then you can start stretching them, stretching their capacity of what they um, believe is real or right in front of them. Right? I love it. 
All right, you may be hearing a little bit of background noise. We have a little bit of uh, lawn care going on, but guess what? As a coach, you know we don't have time to reschedule the podcast. So this is the way it goes. It's like getting to the rink and the Zamboni's a little late. So you yeah, just got to go the, with it. They're either doing leads or something. I don't know. But hey, you know what? That's what condo fees pay for, right? So it's That's all good. Right. Yeah. All right. So I kind of just want to do kind of a little more rapid fire. Just rules of thumb for yourself as a coach. So example, um, when you're thinking of structuring your lesson time or how you show up as a coach or how you convey the information, do you have any phrases that you go to? Or like, I know you do a lot of cool rhyming, which is awesome. I think you do that to help the skater remember what you're doing, but are there kind of little tips or tricks or rules of thumb that you use in coaching that have really helped you get your point across and have more success? Well, I mean, and yeah, I think part of the rhyming, honestly, to be to tell you the truth, is it's just such a repetitive, mundane thing sometimes. But I gotta <laughs> have fun with it. I mean, my gosh, I mean, you're repeating stuff so many times, and you're going through the checklist. You just get it's it's sometimes it just can be that mundane. I mean, not that it's wrong, but you know, and, and so I just try to make it entertaining and fun because if I'm having fun, you know, the kids having fun, you know, whatever, right? So that's it there too. But going back to the original thing, um, you know, I think again it goes back to meeting where they're at. Having a, a, a vision of, okay, if we're going to do the program on this time, it's, I'm going to warm it up and do this, or it's going to be harness less, I'm going to do this. And, and having just a general outline, but also being very flexible. I think that's very important for coaching. You've got to be flexible. Mm. Um, as, as rigid as I want to keep things and, and do that, it's, it's got to be some flexibility. Can't always, it's never going to show up the way you think it is. Yeah. So I'm going to flip it around and ask you that question because you do a completely separate job than I do. So I'm going to ask you the exact same question. <laughs> okay. Um, I think about it in a similar way that I'm very firm about what I want the end product to be, which is the best possible piece of choreography that we can create together, the skater and I. But I'm very, very flexible on how we get there. So some skaters, and this kind of goes into learning styles, but some skaters really aren't auditory at all. So I don't need to say much. I, in fact, would just skate around with them quite a bit or just, you know, I might say, look up at the light. And then that becomes like, you know, exactly what they think of in that moment. Whereas some skaters, they're so auditory, they need to hear every single detail of it. So I'm very flexible in how I achieve that, but I'm very firm in knowing where we're going in the vision. And I try to remember that the skater doesn't know. So they're blind in the process they have to just trust me it's like me telling you okay i'm going to take you somewhere on a beautiful vacation and you're going to love it but you just got to trust me that where we're going is great and so i try to respect that they are putting a lot of trust and faith in me and i'm the one leading that process and so i take that responsibility on as far as the the space holder i guess of the artistic journey and just explains them along the way how they're doing and saying you've got this you're, you know, you're going towards the vision. And it's really funny because I had a discussion with someone recently about a program that she had that was ended up being an award-winning program. She got really good results. She and won a lot of championships. And I asked her, I said, when we started that, did you like it? She's like, I didn't like it and I didn't get it and I was not okay. And I'm like, yeah, and what do you think now? She's like, I totally get it now. So understanding that the skater is part of the process, but it's also our job to lead the process. Oh, for sure. And I think that's very important. And I did like the way you put that. And, um, you know, and, and leading that process is the challenge, right? It's the challenge of what we do and how we do it as coaches. And that's, that's where, you know, coach creativity, 
you know, it, it really is that in that moment, <laughs> totally. occasionally being creative and going, you know, what are we, okay, so what am I going to do now? Okay, maybe, yeah, okay, I'll go divert this way a little bit. That'll, that'll, yeah, okay, let's do that. And then, and then you find out, it, it, you know, it's just part of the process, right? All right, so what's the most yeah. creative thing you've ever had to do to teach a jump? Creative, that's that's interesting. Um, I, I think it's it's really just, again, it was just it's just in the moment trying to explain something. And, and, and going back to it too, I like what you said about auditory. You know, some are, right? Some are visual. So I, I really try to play visual. I'm really big on that. So that's where, you know, Darfish, for example, is that. So I, I go, okay, fine. Right now, kinesthetic, unfortunately, we you know we're in September 2020. I can't do a lot of kinesthetic with the skaters. Yeah. I can maybe walk it through, but I can't, I'm not in a position where, because of the current distancing rules in place, where I can touch them and, and do things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's where the challenge is now. I've had to adjust my own coaching style based on something that's going on and just learning to adapt to it. That's right. more, maybe maybe that could be the creative one. That's you're creative. Being creative now because kinesthetic or putting you know skaters in positions and things like that, I, I cannot do because of that sort of thing. Right now, I mean, you know, later yeah. on, that might be different, but as of you know September twenty twenty, um, that's been a real adjustment. I didn't realize how much I I did do that mm. um, kinesthetic part of it, and the kinesthetic positioning, and and a lot of that where you know the visual I was always doing anyway that was fine. The auditory sure, but the actual kinesthetic of okay feel this feel this feel this that's been that's been interesting the past mm. while of, of having to um, adapt around that. So yeah. Um, I guess what I'm rolling with that is is just getting creative on, on what you what you can do with it and and communicate what you what you feel your your, your message that you're trying to get across to the athlete. I think that's very important. Yeah. So shifting just a little bit because I think that you're right that there is a lot of adjustment on the coaching side. Do you plan out? You're coaching by the week or the month. I know you have an overarching plan for each athlete that you manage 100%. But how do you think of it in your own head? Like, do you sit down on Sunday and go, okay, this week I'm going to work on these things with these skaters? Or do you just kind of instinctively know what you want to do at which point? Well, what it is, too, is it's based on, say, a season of where the skaters are at, okay, and where their events are. Which, my gosh, I'm just gonna, I, keep, I hate to keep going about September 2020, but it's been such a moving target that that has been the biggest challenge, is preparing for something that you don't really know if it's going to be a go or not, and then you have a bit of a go for something, but then it's all of a sudden it changed and adjusted. So really, it's a general outline. The formula is really the same for, if we're talking a competitive athlete, it's very simple. You know, you warm up, you do your short program, you do your long program per day. And you go through parts that maybe you missed and you work on some other things like steps and stroking or some, or, you know, there's, there's specific times where maybe we'll work on new elements or we'll do some harness. But if we're building for an event, that's a priority is getting, you know, the front because what you're competing with is the top priority, right? Yeah. Um, you know, for, for now, for the developmental levels, like where they're not competing for a while and just speaking for, for this, it's just doing more skill acquisition, working on more skill acquisition, working on repeating it, working on the refinement of it, working on that aspect you know I'm sure you're working on the programs you know but at the same time the program run-throughs really aren't the top priority because they're not going to be involved for the next little while so depending on the timeline and if we do get a timeline of okay you know it's it's two months down the road where there's going to be an event okay now the, the plan switches a little bit it will be monitoring programs a little bit more but you're still I, I feel I'm still trying to work on skill acquisition so they're improving they're they're they're, they're technical or they're, they're trying to move up that 
skill acquisition ladder a little bit. And it's, I find that's the biggest challenge is balancing that really Yeah, is that, you know, getting these skaters prepared, but also working on new content. I find that's the biggest challenge of what we do today in this um, system where everything counts and everything has a GOE and everything has a base value and everything has a cure and a rotator, a downgrade or a, <laughs> my gosh, a fall deduction is very um, challenging to do all of that. But a general outline, yes, per se, is have an overarching vision and walk into each week and go, okay, today, if we're doing the simulation, like we say on Thursday, we know we're going to do this amount of programs because then you want to feel successful. So it's a very big balance in terms of how one manages it. Yeah. And I hope that wasn't too big of a rant, but at the same time, it's, you know, coaches, this is where I would suggest, you know, you get creative with that and you just, you, you really try to, to vision it see it and go okay what's going to work and what's not going to work and giving things time that's where it's it's really critical that you understand there is a process um giving things time letting things settle and seeing what's working and not working and tweaking it on the way you know i've always said you know the analogy of the 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 moon landings or apollo 11 apollo 11 was off course 90 percent of the time and it's these little course corrections that just maneuvered you know the capsule around the moon they were able to land it, but it was off course 90% of the time. And I try to keep that analogy in my brain because it really does feel like you're off course 90% of the time. And you're trying to navigate and steer it into a way that, you know, when you have your date of where the event is, hopefully we can land it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> land it with double axle, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's how I'd approach that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I think that's a perfect place to end this podcast. It's, really about the course corrections along the way, the structuring, and then always having that long-term goal in mind, right, with the athlete and leading the process. So thank you for having the chat with me. It's always a pleasure. That was fun. It was really good. Thank you. And, and, and again, to our audience, if that's helpful, beneficial, this is, um, this is where we're going with it. And you know what? We're, we're getting used to it too. This is all new for us. So as the world changes, as the world evolves, um, you know, we, we want to attempt to be doing that too so this is a this is a part of it yeah thank you so much for listening you guys and until next time here's to your skating success here's to your skating success everyone